This is Line Dance Podcast. I'm Christopher Gonzalez. Hello. And welcome to Line Dance Podcast with Megan Barcelia and Christopher Gonzalez. We are in our final playlist breakdown in general line dance marathon episode after over a month Oot. of discussion of line dance marathon. Gotta love how we drag it out. There was just so much to this I event. Know. I was actually looking at the charts a couple weeks ago and seeing how many of the top viewed dances on Copper Knob and some of the most discussed dances on my newsfeed were from, from Marathon. They were taught at Marathon either brand new or they were just taught there because people chose them to teach there uh, after having been released somewhere else prior. But it reminded me of, well, a long, long time ago in like 2008 or something, uh, Bo Burnham sang some song at the YouTube live event and it was just like this tiny little line where he says something like, uh, YouTube, blah, 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 YouTube, the impact is evident. Miss Teen South Carolina Strand for Vice President. And um, I just thought the impact is evident. That like stuck with me over the last 10 or 11 years. After seeing that on Copper Knob, I thought, wow, Lion Dance Marathon, the impact is evident. Yes. Because not every event in the line dance world yields a ton of dances that everyone wants to go out and do immediately. This is what Vegas tends to do it with Vegas Dance Explosion and Windy City, I've noticed, also does that. The dances that come out there, people end up doing for a while, generally speaking. And this is the last playlist from the entire event that was Lane Dance Marathon. This was actually during the pizza party where I had free reign over the virtual turntables and the event started at 8 p.m., about 8 p.m. after we interviewed Miss Mama Jean Gar. I guess she likes yes. being called Mama Jean by some people. Um, in that same room. So we went straight from that, more or less, into DJing and you were hanging out with folks on the outside uh, patio. I unfortunately did not get to visit very much. I was very focused. It was a lot of fun, though, like taking people's requests and playing virtually 100% of them. I would have actually gotten through 100% if we had gone longer, but the hotel staff came at 2 and said... You gotta cut it. Yeah, this, you know, this ends at 2. I did not know that. I thought, no. I thought it, because based on talking with Gene... I thought that, that it was until you were done. Exactly. That was like the premise of marathon is that it's, it's a, the J, uh, JP or Louis uh, discretion for most years uh, when they're DJing, like, when they say they want to go to sleep, when they personally are sleepy, that is when the dance night starts or stop stops. Right. And, um, yeah, I guess this was different because it was last night. We started with boom pow, which was a request. And then Amame. Dip to the bass, which I only felt comfortable dancing and playing because the room at that time was small enough and it was a direct request and I had been kind of dodging it for a lot of the event, not wanting to draw undue attention to myself as one of the two choreographers of that dance. I think I may have mentioned in a previous episode that I kind of... I feel like I should be teaching it more because it was such a fun process. I do enjoy dancing it and I love celebrating the talent that is Miss Rachel McEnany-White. So I'd love if more people knew it, but I also, it's such a conflict because when you teach it and promote it and play it as a DJ yourself, then you feel like you're abusing your powers. Right. So I was able to play it early in the night just because I didn't think it was hurting anybody. And then I got to enjoy it. After that was Have Fun, Go Mad, Celtic Duo. As so, so made it to like the higher end of my must-learn list. Same. It, every so often... It'll just get like bumped up like by ten songs, and now it's like one of the top five that I'm just like, okay, it's time just to learn this dance. Maddie was playing with it hardcore. Her, uh, she was with um, Gary Guillaume and I believe Shane in one of the videos that I took. I don't think I've uploaded it, and so much flair, just all over the place. It shows you what, what what's possible to do with that dance. 
After that was Intrigue, an older dance. Uh, then Get It Right, Do It Like This, Left, Right, Left, which was taught at the event. Dem de Go, which I specifically played for Rona K, Miss Rona K, who was there and missed it the last time I played it during one of my sets. And she said something to the effect of how how everyone knows that you don't play this dance unless I'm in the room. How could you play it while I was gone? Like, oh my goodness, I know I, you're right. I lo- I know that you love this dance. I, I I could have done more diligence in ensuring. She's like, well, don't let it happen next time or something like that. <laughs> so I made sure that since she was in the room, that you played I played it. it. I know that she had gotten to play it uh, to dance it at some other point with some other DJ, I think, but. I wanted to be sure that I played it specifically for her. And also, I liked the song and the dance. I just didn't get to dance it because I was DJing. After that was Sweet But Mentally Insane. I don't think this time either of us did Psycho because I was behind the table and you were outside. But uh, otherwise, we would have done Psycho by Gil, uh, Gil, Guyton, uh, Mundy, and Jill Babinick, Um, since we don't know Sweet But Mentally Insane. And it made sense that people would know it at this time. It's actually, um, I'm sorry, I'm going to correct you real quick. It's sweet and mentally insane. The title. Oh, yeah. It's not but. Right, yeah. Yeah. Since the song is sweet but psycho, the dance is sweet and mentally insane. Yes. I just wrote it as that. Kind of like how in one of the other nights I wrote the line dance showdown because that's the kind of night that I was having behind the booth. It was just (laughs) chaos and squeezing my, my personal listing where I can. After that, we had If I Can't Have You, and then K is for Kicks, by request. All of these, again, are requests. Uh, it's, it was really just a, a matter of juggling people's requests in a way that they... like. If, if you just did them chronologically, it might sound kind of funny. You might get like six waltzes in a row or something. Um, the flow would be unpredictable. A lot of what I was doing was just taking their requests and making sure that I played them, but playing them at the right time. Yeah. So that it it served the overall room. After that, we had Ain't Misbehavin'. Dive right in. Wiser and Older at 8.59 p.m. Did you get to dance it? I did get to dance it. It was a little bit challenging in such a small space mm. and floor. and But yes, I did get to dance it. I remember being kind of noisy because it was a small room. Yeah. It was still early in the party night. Uh, we had Stitches, Get Wild, Fireball, Showstopper, Back in Town. Strip That Down, Pink Champagne, Just a Phase. Did you dance that one? Yes, I danced that one. This Is Us, Simple uh, As Can Be, but then I skipped it because I guess the people who requested it didn't know it as well as they thought, and they figured that they could follow someone else, and then no one was there to follow. So I moved on to the Stroma Dance, and then Chill Factor, Simply the Best, Break the Internet, Get Ugly at 9.52 p.m., and of course we had John Owen some point during the night. That was probably when that was played. Code Go. That might have been Rona's request as well. Might have been Rosie's. One of theirs. I don't know. Uh, it's not one that I know, but I've seen it around the charts. Copernos uh, specifically. In the Six, Burden, Life is Worth Living, Graffiti, Boots, Sugar Honey IT, The Show, Down to the Roots, The Bounce, Vampire City, Drive Me Wild, you know, actually, I'm pretty sure Scott was around for some of this because I'm seeing a lot of Scott, and I think he wanted me to like give him a heads up, uh, send him a text to let him know when I'd be playing his. That way, if, if he wanted to come in and dance, him, he could. So this was probably when that was happening. Like I Love You, Dance on My Island, Shape of You, Thumbs Up, Groovy Love, to You Shook Me All Night Long. And that... That you played for me. Yes, and also... I was still feeling like over the course of the entire event, unless it was a direct request, I wanted to avoid doing repeats. This was kind of a repeat, but only halfway because I played it to If Jesus Loves Me by St. Lon Vane the first time that I did it in the main ballroom. I had not done it to the song switch, and we had actually talked to JP and Louie earlier that day about when is it okay to do song switches, and they had their answer for when it's okay. Various. Yeah, and I, I figured in this situation with this small a crowd and enough goodwill fostered and, and um, trust facilitated, I might be able to get away with one or two song switches. So I went for it and, yeah, I think it went all right. Yeah, I, I definitely love 
ACDC. So I appreciated that one. And we had Twist, 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 Just Dance, Fire on Fire, Rocket Man, The Dancing Tree, Play That Sax, Uptown Funk, which was a floor split, New Flow, Secrets We Keep, Consequences, and that was especially nice to watch because I think Guillaume was part of that. This might have been when I walked outside because ah. I, I don't realize and like I don't remember any of these. Yep. Watch the tempo reverse. Fun fact: one of my favorite calls when I'm announcing horse shows is reverse. I don't know why, because they'll they'll say like jog trot please, walk, walk, reverse, and walk. There's something about it. I don't know it when when you hear it over the loudspeakers in a large arena. There's something about the walk call and reverse. I don't know. It, it's fun. You should go to a horse show. Those of you out there who are listening on linedancer-radio.com or linedancepodcast.com. If you see me in Northern California doing a horse show in spring, you'll see this whole other world. This whole other world that I'm part of. Consequences. Watch the tempo reverse dizzy to the song Bring Down the House as we've done at Stagecoach. And we actually had some of the people in our small pizza party room who danced at Stagecoach this past year. Somewhere with you, beautiful goodbye, New York to L.A. at 11.36 p.m. Yeah, I definitely was outside at this point because I don't remember any of those, and I would have danced beautiful goodbye. Hmm. Larger than life, whatever it takes, when you walk in, suffer, never love again, take me to the river. Aha, and this is where I got Jody. Jody requested Wonderland Waltz, and she asked when it would be played. And I said, oh, it'll probably be on well, seven songs or so. I've got this next lineup kind of with the flow that things are currently experiencing. Like, this is when that would be best. She said, okay, well, then you kind of answered my question. I was going to um, see if now would be a good time to go to sleep, and I guess it is. So she started going around during Take Me to the River, hugging people, saying her goodbyes. And I put Wonderland Waltz on next. And she stayed and danced it. And then after that, I put uh, No Regrets and Booty Chuck, which are both very interesting late night dances. And she loves late night dances that you don't often get to see. So after Wonderland Waltz, she stuck around. She watched the next couple of dances. And then Sushi, Rock This Party. Very energetic. Again, interesting just to watch dances. And for whatever reason... Even though she already said all her goodbyes and she had the dance played that was requested, she decided to stick around, and I, I felt happy. I, I knew that she would enjoy like being there to the very end if... You could keep her there. Yeah, if, if there were a reason for her to stay. And mm-hmm. I hope that she enjoyed the rest of the set as well. Um, because like those next several dances that she stayed for alone, I think, would have been worth staying the extra, whatever it was, 15, 20 minutes. After Rock This Party and Addicted, we have Can't You See, Diggin', The Wolf, It's Murder, Get My Soul Back, Spiderweb, Beautiful In My Eyes. Oh, and Spiderweb, I was very happy to play because Brenna and her mom were there. Hairspray, aha, Hairspray. This was a performance. I was surprised that that many people even knew Hairspray. And they were going for it, uh, especially, notably, Guillaume and Jennifer Rogers. And I think possibly it was Jason dancing or just watching it. He might have been dancing it, but I don't recall. Yeah. Seeing all that energy put into Hairspray, I looked at the other requests on the list, and Tiptoe seemed like a good one to follow up with. Because that one also has some interesting eccentric movements. And they played that one up as well. And I felt like... That was um, a highlight of my night behind the table. Was watching front row seat all of the shenanigans. Yes. To those two dances. I was back in the room definitely by that point because I have video of them dancing hairspray. Mm-hmm. Then we have change your mind, taste, somebody to love, mad crazy love, don't think about you, the language of love, think about us. I really feel like I should have switched those. I wonder why I didn't. Nah. It seems like I would have. Maybe I accidentally played one. I don't know. It seems like I would have done Somebody to Love, Mad Crazy Love, Language of Love, Don't Think About You, Think About Us. 
because I would I yes. would do something like that. Anyway, after that we had Hold Your Horses Back in Time. Whoa, we need to get that one back. Uh, party night. We're very much feeling the late night at this this uh, chunk. Hold your horses back in time. Party night. Dancing with a stranger, and then the last dance of the night. And they had actually the hotel staff had just come in before this to let us know that um, we'd need to wrap up. And I think I announced this as such being like the last dance, just be of Lion Dance Marathon. Overall, it was the last dance. And Dancing with a Stranger, I wrote as being 1.57 a.m. We took our group photo, and then the whole thing ended at 2.05 a.m. And we made our way out, and then did more interviews. interviews. We did three we more did very long sleep. interviews. Yeah. What, was, what time was our flight after that? Our flight, I think, was like 6 a.m., so we had to be at the airport by like 5 mm. And so, like, by the time we were done with interviews, I think we had, like, 45 minutes to get upstairs and pack before we had to get the shuttle because the shuttle was on the hour every hour. Mm -hmm. So it was the only way we were going to get there in time. We actually got through this playlist in, I think, the fastest time of, of any of our playlist breakdown reflections. To be fair... It was that long ago, and it was an extra. It's in an extra week for us to come back and recap it, which is why I really do think recapping the night of is the way to go. I agree. More details. Also, I wasn't in the room for ninety percent of this. Yeah. Because I was outside with Louis, JP, Scott, Johnny Two Step. I think Melissa Culbertson was out there. Um, and I was just witness to a lot of interesting stories that I probably should either A, not know, or B, definitely not repeat. <laughs> so it was a very entertaining evening for me just to have the socializing and the conversation. Um, what did you like about the freedom and what were you potentially hesitant about the freedom when it comes to this Sunday night? Well, I liked being hashtag unsupervised. And yeah, you used my hashtag. And I also did not know that everyone was outside just not Within necessarily waiting shot. for me to fail, but like, like I didn't know they were all hanging out there. Like I thought they just did their thing and left and... They, I did not realize that they could have come in and like taken over and and said, "Oh, you're killing the playlist. What are you doing?" Like they could have done that anytime. I'm I'm glad that they didn't. Right. <laughs> but um, wow, I I didn't I I didn't know that they were so close by. I don't know how it would have affected anything I did, but I very much in the room felt like I could just do what I wanted, which was nice. Okay. Saturday was different. Saturday was an experience. Uh, there were a lot of us all working toward the same thing and making that night the best it could be. Definitely a lot of heads um, processing what would be the best ways to do that in one space, in a very small space. But um, but the pizza party was just all like a playground of okay. music and dance and figuring out who's here. What would they like to do? What would other people like for them to do, like Guillaume? Yeah. Guillaume was such a character. He, I mean, of the people on staff, he made that room beyond a certain hour. Because he was like the only one really there who was mm -hmm. on staff. And he just lit up everyone else with the things he was shouting out during dances. Restart! Yeah. Restart! Now, this was all restart just on a new wall, not a legitimate restart. Yeah. <laughs> and... The way he would dance, like over the top, full extension, whipping his head back, leg up to the ceiling. He just made everyone smile who was in that room. Whether they knew a dance or not that was being played, they were happy to be there. And very much including myself. I, having seen that, just like we experienced in Vegas with Rebecca... Oh, this is for people who don't know who these people are. Uh, Rebecca Lee, Madison Glover, Shane McKeever. I mean, we already knew that Joe was amazing. Joe Thompson's amazing. Joe is, so, yeah. yeah. But, like, of the young kids, the ones that we haven't seen stay up late and 
ring out every bit of energy they have on the dance floor, they impressed me so much. Yeah. And they they didn't take off for some other thing that they could be doing. They didn't stay in a corner and just socialize while technically being in the room. They danced at a dance event where they were on staff and where people wanted to dance with them. And if they weren't dancing with them, they were watching them because they were amazing in Vegas. That was one of my big takeaways from that year. This year at Line Dance Marathon 2019, Guillaume like stole the show, especially on this last night. Oh, he definitely stole my heart. Yeah. I adore him to yeah. pieces. I, I, I would hire him. There, in a heartbeat. Yeah. In an absolute heartbeat. He is... He is the package. Absolutely. He's an amazing instructor. He's a wonderful choreographer. But most importantly, you can tell that he is a passionate dancer who cares about the dancers. And in a heartbeat, if I was working an event, I would I would try and get him signed on every year. He has so much love for it. And it says a lot that one of the people he looks up to the most is Joe. For him to want to be like Joe, and you know, anyone who listens, who, who has listened to Line Dance podcast for the last four years, knows that Joe is like the pinnacle of quality human being that you wish you could be like right. on a daily basis. And Seriously. that's who he models himself after. And that speaks to the future I think he has at events like this. Yes. He's got a work ethic and it's a kind of work ethic that still looks so much and probably is like play. It doesn't look like it's hard. And I think some of the best, the best instructors are good at making it not look hard. Maybe sometimes afterward they will say, I'm dying. I'm dead on my feet. I don't know how my eyes are staying open. I had a red eye last night. Uh, I couldn't get to sleep at all last night and I barely ate. And then they go out and they do some dance and they're like bouncing off the walls and you can tell they're having fun, but like they don't let it show. They don't let it affect anyone else. And I couldn't tell if he was ever really tired because he was just so much fun. Maybe he was. I mean, supposedly we're all human. Right. But um, he was just that that little extra level. We've talked before about how some of us, there are people like us who are normal human being people. (laughs) speak for yourself dude the more you dance the more energy you get yeah that is unusual I don't know how that works (laughs) but um, there are people who have our Thursday night lessons or community center classes and it's just something we like to do and then somebody is kind enough to invite us to teach people in their state we're like okay cool like it'll be like our community center class back home And then there are these superhuman people like Shane and Fred and Roy and Rachel. Darren. Yeah. And you're like, how, how do you do that? And you could try to tell me and I could try to do it, but I can't take like 20 years of that and put that into this like private session as much as I try. Right. I I couldn't even do that in a year. I know there's, and I've had several, I've been fortunate enough to have several conversations with different instructors and choreographers Mm -hmm. and like, I was sad to think that Darren and Fred had to leave early because those are two other instructors that definitely, you can tell that they care about the dancers and they, they are there for the dancers it's just a bonus that they are also there for themselves Mm -hmm. like that's the extra but their main thing is they love being with the dancers and they understand that like people pay because they want to see them and they want to dance with them and they understand that and they don't let other things get in the way of that and I don't know if you know I mean to be fair I think this event this year as the only event or the only time I've been to this event so that I can only compare it to itself Mm. like I don't have any other marathons to compare it to but I think the staff at this year's marathon was exceptional I think not only do you get amazing talent for teaching and choreography wise but 
for the majority of the event, minus the pizza party, I felt like they did a really good job of being available in the room and socializing and being around the people and dancing with them and having fun and interacting with different people on the floor, which is huge. It's one of my favorite things is when they interact. And like I feel like that just adds that experience to the overall event that makes it memorable. And it makes it feel like it was money well invested and it was time well spent. And it makes me personally not want to miss another marathon ever because I had such a phenomenal time at it. And at this point, I've been to a lot of events and I I like a lot of different things about a lot of different ones. I have a couple of my, well, that wasn't necessarily how I would have done it, but I can see why and that makes sense for them. Uh, Certain experiences as well. And I've slowly been to enough of them that I could be like, okay, if this event and that event were on the same day, here's why I would choose event A over event B. But marathon blew me out of the water. Like I'm mad that I've been missing it all these years because, you know, it wasn't as convenient financially to get to in the past. Now I'm just going to make it convenient and budget for it each year because it was such an event. It was such an experience for me and instructors and people like Guillaume and Darren and Fred, um, even Joey. I had so much fun in Joey's class. Like I loved hanging out with Rebecca. I got to see her a lot that weekend, like just made that event feel like home. Like I belonged there. I was meant to be there at that time and that it was important that I made that trip and I just hope other people got the same experience or at least the same feeling towards the experience three things that came to mind that I'm going to bookmark and then go, go down it. in order one of them the event is what you make it two of them uh, two of them two is um, we I think approached this event differently and I think it would be inter- it could be interesting for us to talk about ways that we made use of like the request rooms differently okay. and our requests in the main ballroom. And then the third one, which I guess I'll just go into right now is it's maybe it's going to sound silly and super obvious to some people because we're all just people and all equal and all that. But I liked that the people who were playing were playing with not just like staff people. We're not just playing with staff people. Some of the most fun in that pizza party room that I got to watch was between Jennifer Rogers and Guillaume. Now, one of the things I would also like to give a shout out toward is um, the package that um, Jason Takahashi brought to Marathon as the overall winner, as it turned out, of the USLDCC uh, choreography competition, uh, competition, which I guess is redundant, isn't it? USLDCC choreography. Anyway, United States line dance choreography competition. He got first in phrased, first in intermediate, and then number one overall. And he played a lot as well in the main ballroom and the pizza party room. And sometimes that would just be with the dance itself, whether or not he was interacting with another person would really depend on the dance, but I liked watching what he did with dances because he has such polished technique and he knows when he can push a movement beyond the way it was choreographed and how to recover from it cleanly. So that was nice just to watch just from the outside. There were times when like, you can see people in their own social group playing with each other from wherever they came um, together, like SoCal or wherever. Sometimes you would see staff people playing together, like Gary and Shane. 
And then sometimes you would see, let's say, you know, Jason and some of the other staff folks that I just mentioned. And that kind of makes sense in a way. Like you think about that, like, all right, you know, high level performer like Jason who tours the world at Disney, he would, he would be able to like have that connection with other people, young, young people, high level performers who tour and do line dance. And one of the things that I really liked about seeing Guillaume on the last night was the way he would play with all these people around him and it didn't matter if they were on staff or a winner of the USLDC or anything like that. He was there hanging out with his friends. And he, when you see him perform, is a high-level performer. Right. He does some amazing stuff with his body that I don't understand and I guess just comes from years of polishing. And then he'll take all that like fancy and, and showy movement and like throw it at somebody for them to like take the energy and, and do something and then throw it back. And it's it's refreshing to see somebody who obviously has taken dance very seriously over time to be where you know doing what he is um, able to with his body not taking it seriously because he's just partying and right. and enjoying the company of all of us California kids. Okay. That was one of them. Yes. Okay. The other ones. One of them, uh, one of the things that I was saying was that we approached this event differently. And maybe I should come back to that last because there's a lot in there. The other, the third thing, the first thing that I said was uh, that the dance is, the event is what you make it. I don't know what Marathon would have been like if we had not missed it all these years. If we had just shown up knowing what we knew in 2016, 2017 with the people who were on staff then and just sort of accepting things as they are and not making our own fun, I don't know what kind of time we would have had. Because I remember how we experienced Big Bang the first year we went versus the next year that we went. And our mentality and what we were prepared for was a lot different by the second year. I was disappointed that we missed it after the second year because yeah. the first year, I had a rough time. I rolled my ankle. I didn't know a lot of people. I didn't know some of the dances. It was still so early in our our exposure to late night dancing. I didn't know masters in line dances. That was my first time seeing Time to Ride. Like, what was I supposed to do to participate beyond a certain hour? I think technically that's my th- that was my third event because mm-hmm. I went from Vegas to Palm Springs to Big Bang. So yeah, that would have been my third event. In that case, it would have been my fifth because I only before before those I only had Windy City and the previous Vegas. Yeah, yeah. So very early for both of us. Very, very much early for both of us. Mm-hmm. But once we knew what to do, after another year of events, and then coming back to Big Bang, I think we had a lot better of a time. I yeah, and I definitely we, think we made more of it. Yeah. And it got to the point where we didn't want to break our streak because it's so rare to have a streak that you know 20 years later you'll wish you had kept and we couldn't keep it for whatever reason. We broke our one-year showdown streak too. Like, it's disappointing. Well, to be fair, the one-year showdown was a little bit different because we were hosting an event. Oh, that was the Amy and Darren. (laughs) That was the Wine Country Line Dance with Amy and Darren. Mm. Yeah, so that one we technically missed but with purpose <laughs> true although if we had been um right, we're, we're, we're not using the word crazy anymore if we had been driven and passionate and eccentric enough to pull a vegas nice all maybe we could have gone for thursday night dance and come back in time for the technique workshop <laughs> that's so much money wasted though <laughs> across country yeah 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 but we would have danced thursday that's something maybe if there's a bar on wednesday we could have gone then too but anyway uh, I think going forward, I agree. I I would prefer to not miss marathon if I can help it, and a lot of that is based on how we experienced marathon this year. And 
I guess that leads to the other thing that I mentioned, which was uh, what we did and how we used the space, how we managed our own expectations and our requests. If I had gone in to an event, say that first year, like I did with Vegas, with my long list of requests of From things the that, country bars. Right, that I think, oh yeah, everyone knows these. Why wouldn't they know Sarah Stokes from Sacramento? Like, of course, we're all doing Dukes and Boots these days. That's the new hit dance. Right. Yeah. Um, then you end up disappointed. <laughs> and you think the DJ's out to get you or whatever it is. That, you know, I don't think I ever really took it to that extreme. But um, you, know, you can feel that way. You can feel alienated and feel like you're not dancing at all because you didn't do homework. And you didn't, for part of it, part of it is when you go to the dance events where there are workshops, you can take the workshop dances uh, and, and especially in the main ballrooms, the big ballroom teaches and expect you will dance that dance at least once that weekend. So if nothing else, if you know no other dances, you can do those dances. If you do a little more homework and you look at who is going to be there, and you ask around and say, what are their big hit dances? You find out what charts are, that charts exist, first of all, and say, oh, simply the best, Madison Glover, and uh, yeah, all right, yeah, I guess I could learn that. It doesn't look like too many counts. Learn it at home, Vivian 2, YouTube channel. Or Rachel. Or Rachel. Uh, sometimes Maddie even does her own teach if it's like Lonely Lovers or something. Uh, so there are ways that you can prepare for what's gonna be done in open dance and then you go even deeper and you say hey what are some favorites in this part of the state or the country if you're at a jc event you're probably going to do wild wild west if jason cameron is around if you're at an event with jamie marshall you're probably going to do backstreet attitude Um, you'll get to do a lot of really fun and cool stuff if joe is around partly because she has so many of her own and partly because she just knows so many so right. you can just dance them next. You dance Bluefinger Lou next to Joe uh, if you're lucky enough to have that played in the main ballroom. Anyway, so yes, that's a third level of preparation you can do. You can take the classes. You can learn what those choreographers have out that's current as well as what's you know, been popular in the, the recent past. What is popular at that event because it was a big hit when it was taught there 10 years ago and still you know, fills the floor. And okay, now you've done all of this Maybe you're, you're able to dance everything completely that's done in the ball, the main ballroom. Um, perfect. You don't have to hear the next part because you're dancing a lot. You know, we didn't do a lot of that. I didn't take a lot. I don't think I took any workshop teaches. You did. You took a couple. Um, I know some of the dances that people have been doing lately, but mostly I know the ones from a couple years ago because, I've, as I've explained in other episodes, I don't let go of dances, so I will pester... DJs for the next 10 years with a dance if I think it should stick around. And if it looks like it's going to be one that people like for six months and never dance again, I'm not going to learn it because I will be like the diehard who keeps it going just because I took the time to learn it and I don't want to lose it. So if everyone else is going to lose it, well, fine. I just won't pick it up to lose it. Uh, so I didn't do the second thing. Uh, what was the third thing? What's done in the, at that event? Well, at this point, we know a lot of what's going to be done at late night at these events so I didn't have to do much homework there so where do you where do you make your fun where do you find your dancing that's what you want to dance and that's how we treated all request rooms differently this year I know I know the all request room yes we spent a lot of time in the all request room for our own enjoyment of what we wanted to dance, as well as occasionally migrating into the the uh, beginner-friendly room. I know for me, partly for homework, I wanted to see what is a beginner dance that people get excited for so that maybe we can take it back home. There were dances that we learned at NYSAL or became aware of, yeah. like Call Me by Darren, Yay. that we wouldn't have known about if we hadn't gone into one of these non-main ballroom ballrooms. Yeah. And the beginner room, depending, again, depending what you're there for, depending why you attend these events, you can go for your personal dance enjoyment. You can not dance at all and just socialize because you have like a twisted ankle or something. Uh, Or you can go as an instructor, as a scout for your area. Somebody from back home says, oh, I wish I could go to one of these events, but I have three kids and I can never leave the house. I wish somebody would tell me what these events are like. Well, then you can do that for them. You can have them live vicariously through you. You can go and write down all the dances that are danced in all the different ballrooms 
and share that with the world. I didn't do as much of that in the other, the smaller ballrooms, but informally I did note. There was one, what was the, the serial love, sex, and magic, or some, what was it, the... Some kind of, some kind of, I think it involved the word magic that they said was a favorite of theirs. I think the choreographer was in the room and we would not have seen that. No, and I followed that. They played it like two or three nights in a row and I followed it Mm -hmm. all the nights. I thought it was love, sex, and magic. Mm. I feel like that's right. Mm. It was really good. I'll have to hit up Tina and see what what it was actually officially. Mm -hmm. But. It was a good, it was an old dance that the choreographer did forever ago, and it was pretty good. It was fun. It was enjoyable. Um, One of the few things that I noticed for me, I approached this event in a completely different manner than I do any others because I knew you were going to be working. True. So yeah, DJing. the one person that knows all of the same dances as me wasn't going to be at my disposal until after midnight, basically. And as of late, my experiences in the main ballroom late night have been more predictable than not. Mm-hmm. And it's a little sad to me that that is the case. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it also it used to be fresh and shiny. Yeah. Whereas the all request room, you there, you me, you got nothing. <laughs> like it could be just about anything. So I definitely spent more time late night in the all request room just to be surprised. Uh, there was a good portion of the night that. I was actually just in the hallway area talking to people. Mm -hmm. Like, good chunk of time. And it was one of those things where I wanted a different experience than anywhere else I'd been. And although, yes, I do socialize at events, and yes, I do dance at events, and, you know, all of that, I really wanted to find out if I could, like, balance my night a little bit more with the idea of having fun and relaxing and enjoying whatever's played, knowing what's going to be played, dancing my my feetsies off, as well as sitting down and just really getting to talk to people who I don't get to talk to very often. I know... I have some great conversations with Debbie and I love talking with her. Um, Joyce from Simply Joyce, like her... Solely Joyce. Solely Joyce, sorry. Um, Solely Joyce, where she does a lot of the necklaces and she works with the different stones and the different colors. Like I really enjoy talking with her for a good portion of the time. And finding out different things about, like, how she does the jewelry and, like, what inspires her. And it was just a lot of fun. I stayed in a room with people who I've never stayed in a room with before. And so I got to, like, have a whole new experience that way. Stay in a room, you mean, like, lodging? Yes. Okay. Not just, like, closing the door and, like, we're all in the room now. No, no, not like that. But just people, you know, my roommates were people I've never roomed with before. And that was a whole new experience. And I really just wanted to do what I could to experience every little section I possibly could at this event. I mean, I had the longest conversation with Louie I possibly have ever had with Louie because the opportunity presented itself. And so I took it. I picked his brain about all sorts of things and found out all kinds of fun stories. And it was just, it was great. It was nice getting to know the person. And because we were in the lobby, we got to say hi to every single person who walked in. And it was fabulous because I got to catch up with random people. And I say random just because some of them I see once a year. 
So it would be random for me versus also getting to see Jesse, who I see every you know, couple of months, if I'm lucky, more frequently than that at the Wine Country Line Dance Socials. So I got to uh, just a huge array of people and it really just made the event that much more worth it for me, being able to talk to all these different people and dance in different areas of the room. I'm still not a fan of dancing in the back row just because I find that there's less room back there. More people dance further back than they do further forward. Hmm. And I really enjoy dancing in my in space. Mm-hmm. But I enjoyed the fact that I changed it up and I did dance in the back row for a couple dances because I got to dance next to people I don't ever dance next to. Mm -hmm. So that was nice. I danced on that side, uh, the side floor when they opened up the the two rooms to make one giant ballroom several times. And I talked to people who were just sitting over there several times just because there was room and space and it was a new spot for me to talk to people. I'm going to bookmark four things before I forget. Deep cut system focus floor. Okay, continue. It's an interesting bookmark. (laughs) Anyways, um, I didn't spend as much time in the beginner room as I normally do. But I think that's because I felt like every time I walked in there, it just felt like they had it under control and they didn't need extra. Mm -hmm. Whereas... In previous events, I've walked in and you can just feel that they need the energy or they need something. And I felt like the beginner room was really well taken care of with whoever was in attendance in the room. Mm -hmm. And I love Tina. I love Tina to pieces. And I like going into her room and the fun that was had. And it just, it seemed more of a, this is the back room where all the kids get to come and play mm-hmm. i mean john was having a blast in that room i know that much and the few dances that i danced next to him or danced next to Jono in that room we definitely played up and had some fun with and i just i definitely wanted a different experience than i normally had and i got it and i was very pleased with that so on to your bookmarks that I don't remember. Deep Cut was the first one that you actually just, um, you, you kind of referred to it. If our listeners would like some secret insider information, um, yes, at first when you are new to these events, you'll want to stay up late and you'll want to stay in the main ballroom and see a bunch of dances you've never done before or never seen before. And then after a while, you'll see that some of them recur. But if you want to go real deep, the all request room, I think is... Not to say, like, you know, the new late night or anything like that, because, like, we'd be super hipster to say something like that. But it, logically speaking, makes more sense for where to see rare dances, things that you don't often get to see. In the main ballroom, yes, they can kind of play late night, but they still have a responsibility to play to, like, 60 to 80% of the floor if they can. After a while, you don't really know for sure what people will know, and you still want to keep it interesting and fun. Like you really can't get too obscure, even if you think obscure will be fun because you'll kill the floor. And by kill the floor, I mean, you'll make a lot of people sit through whatever's being played. And at that hour, if they have to sit for too long, they are going to get sleepy sleepy. and they will leave. So you can't take like really outlandish risks. It might seem like they're playing something. Whoa, we never see... Yes, you won't. Yeah, you do. You just see it at other events. Maybe not where you dance back home, but like it's one that is like a late night floor filler. It's like American Kids for 1.30 a.m. And the first time we saw it, yeah, it seemed like something that uh, you might not normally get to see, but you know, you learn over time. In the late night room, you may never see that dance danced again, or you might not see it for like the next five years. It really depends on the whims of who is in there. And because it was Marathon and they used DJ Feed with the projectors, djfeed.net by, I think, Marcus Lindforce, people could see in other ballrooms what was about to come on. If they just had to leave it to chance and put on some obscure Masters in Line dance 
and whoever hear, could hear it passing by would dance it, um, then, yeah, maybe two people would know it who happened to be in the room, and it wouldn't be you know, terribly exciting. But if they put an obscure dance that is kind of exciting on that projector and somebody like say Cody Flowers like hey yeah I saw that this dance I never get to do is about to come on and I'm here to join you guys think of like the potential there with the all request room you only really need four or five people to fill the floor and that is where you will see some of these really interesting older dances maybe they took off maybe they didn't but not big enough for the main ballroom but still interesting enough that someone intentionally requested it be played so yeah deep cuts from the archive that is where you will see them the all request room check it out at your next event (laughs) Um, system this is where the early day request rooms come into play if you are okay just getting a dance out of your system at an event and don't need it to be in the main ballroom during prime time and be one of a few people doing it, saying like, wow, that's so cool that they know this dance with the three other people who are out there. If you don't need that, and if you're okay just dancing it alone, some of these request rooms are open at 2 p.m. while everyone else is at the big hit workshop, and the floor is yours. If you really need the audience, or if you want company or something, then yeah, it might not be... um, the ideal experience for you. But I know that I wanted to dance Bring It at some point that weekend, so I requested it, and then I danced it. And that's how easy it can be when no one else is in an all-request room and they have all the music that you want, that you would like to dance to. So definitely use those spaces when you see them on the schedule to get the dances out of your system. You will feel that you have danced that day and you will feel less picky and cranky later in the day when the main ballroom is playing things that you don't know or would prefer not to dance, or if the other rooms for whatever reason are not appealing to you or they're also doing dances that you don't know. Uh, Let's see, deep skin. Oh, focus, yes. Uh, One of the things, going back to the pizza party, one of the things that JP asked me to do in the pizza party room was to take something that I felt I needed to work on more based on the previous three nights and focus on that in this space all right yeah i liked that it's just it, it was that's um, good feedback yeah it really is and i did that um i i got up and walked the room more to see how the sound was for different songs uh, while i was walking the room i would check in with people if they didn't get up themselves to write something onto the request list and i would ask them what they wanted to dance because it's a lot easier to do that in a smaller room uh, i definitely drew exclusively from requests instead of like Thursday night just kind of playing what I knew people would dance and you know the next couple nights doing a balance of a bunch of different things this was request only you know if it was a workshop teach great you know that's a bonus but there was no obligation to do that this time it was really just for people to have a good time Uh, and I, I liked having that opportunity to use it as an opportunity for growth like not just playtime, play everything I want to hear, but really use this time at a real legitimate event in a legitimate ballroom with a nice floor and maybe next time in the main ballroom feel a little more confident and sure and ready. Um, And the last one. It was another F. Oh, yes, floor. Um, Yes. It was having that side floor in the main ballroom Part of making your own fun might mean just floor splitting. They won't. I, they won't yeah. do it for you. You know, they they will see that there are enough people to dance Girl Crush that they don't need to see. They don't need to say Rolling Rhythm. There are enough people to do whatever nightclub that they don't need to tell you Let It Be. be. And there are enough people to do whatever straight four four rhythm dance to not tell you to do Mama Maria or the Electric Slide. But if you don't know those other dances or you just don't feel like doing those other dances because you did them every day that weekend already and. Whatever your reason may be. Doing it another time just isn't going to make your body sing. Um, You have, that late at night, so much floor as your canvas. And I know that there was one playthrough of Have Fun Go Mad where I saw that it was coming up. I had nothing to dance in the other two ballrooms. I was sweaty and haggard. I just walked in. I didn't feel like walking all the way across the empty floor to the full floor on the other side of the room. 
I just took all the stretching and, and uh, elbow space that I could on that empty floor to shatter, have fun, go mad into a gajillion pieces and feel really good about it. And then once I was even sweatier, walked into the other rooms to see what was next on their lists. Unless I, you know, for whatever reason, stayed in, in the main ballroom. Yeah, I'm uh, pretty sure one of those floor split options we did was Lonely Drum to the song California. Yes. Works out surprisingly well. Surprisingly well. Yeah. And we did Can't Walk Away to... Something that was very fast. Else. Yeah. Something else that we don't know the, the main ballroom dance for. Uh, yeah, like, in summation, with, you know, four and a half minutes left... There are a lot of things that you can do yourself to make an event more enjoyable for you. And you might think that wherever you are, whatever state you are in, you're located in, you might think, oh, all the cool events are in other states. I don't even want to go to the one that's in my state. My state doesn't have fun events. The fun events are at Stoke or Newcastle or Mayworth or Vegas, and I can't go to those. My place is lame. But you can make any place a cool place to dance if you, know, you go in with a, a certain mindset and some preparation. And... That just, I mean, you can extend that to the rest of your life, but that is an example of, like they say in the Sheryl Crow song, it's not um, having what you want, it's wanting what you've got. If you have a little tiny floor in the community center class and that's your only place to dance, you can make that your event. That can, that can be the event. You know, put some decorations up and lower the lights and tell people we're going to do these kind of dances tonight. We're going to have a classics night. We're going to we're going to do a, a pitbull night or um, a Rachel night and it's going to be an event. It's going to be unlike any other day of the year and yeah, none of us can afford to go to Windy City or none of us can afford to go to Toronto, but we're going to make the most of this little community center space that we have. For the next three hours. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely think it's it's huge for you to think about like what you can do to ensure that you have a good time. Mm-hmm. And I definitely felt like that was successful at Marathon. Mm-hmm. And it's it's scary when you think about like going into an event that you've never been at before because you don't know what you can do and realistically if you've been to any events before you know what you can do mm-hmm. it the outline is generally the same it's the details that really make the events dif- different mm-hmm. which are absolutely crucial in putting on the event overall but you at least have like bullet points going in knowing what you can do mm-hmm. so just some random shout-outs in our last two minutes. I'd like to say, hey, Liz and Megan, uh, who dance at Jackson, they've been getting super ambitious with dances they're learning, and I would like to give them some recognition, Liz Cole and Megan Allers. Um, I, I would love to see more people take it upon themselves to learn dances that maybe their local instructors aren't teaching but that they would like to learn. There are resources available. You know, Vivian, too, has a great channel. As you mentioned, Rachel also teaches some of the more complex dances. And, and another example of making your own fun, uh, I'd like to give a shout-out to Byron Roberson, our friend BJ in San Diego, who created Country Soul Podcast a couple months ago, and I've been listening to some of the episodes that I had been meaning to catch up on, and he's got some super interesting stuff in there. His guests have a lot of wisdom to share in fields that we don't know much or a lot about ourselves because they are aspects of the country dance community, like partner dancing, two-step, and things like that, uh, country swing, that we don't focus on, that we don't travel to specifically for. We don't, um, I don't know, we, we haven't been DJing those kinds of events ourselves for however many years that, just say, DJ 30 Rack has been. So they've had some... Um, some interesting perspectives. I think the most recent episode as of this this uh, episode of our podcast is Adia Nuno's interview. And 
she'll have some interesting things to share for those who listen about uh, what she's been doing with music videos lately and choreography. All right, we got about 15 seconds. Anything, anything else you'd like to add? Contribute? No? Oh, I think we're good. I think we All covered right. most of it. Thank you all for tuning in to Line Dance Podcast yet again with Megan Barcelia and Christopher Gonzalez. Until next time, we will see, see you, you on, on the, the dance, dance floor. floor.